Hey everyone, and welcome to Cup of Three. <laughs> my name is Ashley, joined by my uh, quarantine partner and life partner, Goo. Hey. Hello. <laughs> Just swipes the microphone to the floor. Aggressively. <laughs> <laughs> so um, you may notice that Mabel isn't with us today. Um, so this is kind of a nights and weekends project for us, and she has a lot on her plate right now, so she's going to be stepping away for a little while. She's still very much part of Cup of Three, and we hope she's back very soon. Mabel, if you're listening to this for quality control, good call, and we miss you. <laughs> 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 um, so we're hoping that she'll be back soon, but in the meantime, we're hoping that we can bring back some of the guests that we've had before to talk about the show, uh, maybe some new guests who you have yet to meet. Um, we're just... Yeah, excited to, to cover season 12. Um, so, yeah. She will be back. Mabel is going to be back. She don't will worry. Be back. <laughs> yeah. Y'all probably listen to this show mostly for Mabel, which I don't blame That's you true. at all. So. That's true. <laughs> Mabel exactly. can just start her own podcast and compete with us. <laughs> Married at first sight. <laughs> Cup of three, two, or something. Yeah. Be fun. Yeah. Um, so if this is your first time joining us for season 12, we're obviously a podcast that covers um, reality shows on love and relationships. So we like to talk about um, mostly the the different challenges that couples face during the Married at First Sight process, because it's so relatable. Like we've all experienced that in one way or another. Um, and it's exactly. we just find it interesting to talk through and like have kind of an example to look at. And then we can talk about our own experiences and um all kind of learn together become become better people (laughs) um hopefully so yeah so we just watched the actual premiere of the show this past week which was very long and it you know kind of led us into the very first couple i think we only saw ryan and clara um actually like walk down the aisle right yeah, I think next episode it's going to be mostly weddings, I imagine. Right. They seem yeah. to usually like spread them over a couple episodes just because there's five whole couples to go over. Yeah. Yeah. We, were, we were watching it last night and I was like, oh, I forgot that they were like in pandemic times because there was suddenly like one person wearing a mask in the bridal shop. Remember that? that yeah, like that just... <laughs> I'm like, oh yeah, we're we're in a pandemic. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. That makes sense. I mean, they've done... The fact that we even have a show, um, it's pretty impressive that they were able to do the recording and it uh, sounds like there were a lot of tests throughout. Um, so, yeah, yeah. We, got, we got some married at first sight despite the pandemic. So <laughs> It's, yeah, I just keep thinking of it as something that was filmed in the past because they're like mm-hmm. out at restaurants and stuff. It's just really, really weird to see, but... I'm yeah. Seems like they're they have it figured out. I don't know. Yeah, like it reminds me last season when we were watching. Since it was filmed, part of the season was filmed before we uh, we knew right. what COVID nineteen was. Mm-hmm. It's very interesting watching that. Like you guys have no idea what's going to hit you guys here. Mm-hmm. What's coming? And now that we, the show has caught up with, you know, our current situation. It's it's surreal. It really is. Um, and uh, yeah, there's a little, there's like small things here and there that I find odd, like the fact that they don't hug. It's like if you guys feel comfortable enough to be around each other without a mask, I, I'm assuming there's been a lot of testing and whatnot to get there. So mm-hmm. what's the difference with the hug? But um, I do get that sometimes part of this is an optics thing to 
mm-hmm. you know, let people know that they are taking it seriously. So I'll, yeah, I get there's a lot of juggling going on here. Yeah, I know. I have a lot of feelings about it just because I think, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I think the everyone's approach to the pandemic is very different. So that could be a whole other podcast. But let's actually exactly. talk about <laughs> let's actually talk about the episode. Um, so yeah, I mean we we got kind of like a big recap on all of the different couples. It was mm-hmm. kind of it felt a little bit like a rinse and repeat of the um, the matchmaking special because you just meet everyone. They say for the hundredth time like why they want to get married. Like, that must be interesting like because you know that they're getting this question quite a bit it just it reminds me of like a job interview if you've had to talk to multiple different managers and you're just <laughs> repeating the same thing over and over again yeah that that must be surreal yeah oh. like when i think it was virginia she was like loading up into the van to go to the wedding venue mm-hmm. and again she was like i want to get married because and i'm like oh my god <laughs> they stop asking yeah. you that question yeah like it's or not the... interesting like we already know why you want to get married everyone says the same stuff it's like i want to find yeah. my life partner and find my forever love like it's just like I at a certain find point someone it's garbage who's gonna travel with me like, yeah. <laughs> yeah and then there's the the like oh I, this might be my last chance to find love before 40 which is uh, interesting because oh he all right so to just go right into it. Is he the oldest contestant? I don't know because he's thirty-eight, and that's yeah. that seems to be pretty high for their whole age bracket. Cause How old was AJ? Oh, I don't know. That that might be the closest. We probably should have looked this up before we started recording. <laughs> uh, yeah, but he okay. he seems to have an attitude of like. Uh, yeah, like his whole thing of saying this is my last chance, maybe mm-hmm. before I turn forty, as if like women would stop wanting to get married <laughs> and the world, the entire world after this. It's just such a. Mm-hmm. I think that's a very limiting belief that like this is your only shot. Like, dude, you seem like a nice enough guy. I'm sure you can find some lady that would like to be with you if this doesn't work out. Yeah, but. I... I do get it from his perspective too. Like dating in your twenties, I imagine it's very different from dating in your thirties and forties. So I mean, like my dad would yeah. was in his I don't know forties when my parents got divorced and he remarried and like married mm. my stepmom Julie and they're very happy together. Like it, there's people of all different age ranges who want to get married. That's true. That's true. <laughs> this like, is true. I just think I, it's. I hear. I, I hear. It, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> you're researching that you're trying to see <laughs> i'm trying to find aj's age and uh it's, hmm. it's uh, whatever well okay. I, I will look into this we... well he's probably the closest to if we do have a person older i imagine it would be him yeah but at um, the same time i think that like the someone being a little bit older lends some maturity some life experience where he's maybe um more willing to work through things and try to like give things a fair shot so i could see it being okay i don't know i don't i have kind of like neutral feelings about him because he just seems fine but i don't without seeing everyone together it's like what is there to (laughs) yeah what's there to latch on to it's hard i mean he just seems everything about him seems like what i would imagine it would be like he's very (laughs) problem solve oriented i don't know if that's even a word but 
Yeah. Just I, I keep on remembering the line where it's like, oh, I don't feel like mowing. I don't like mowing my yard. So I turned it into a beach or something like that. It's like. That's such man logic. No offense. It's, yeah, it's solid, though. Like, I don't I don't blame him if you yeah. don't want to do it and you enjoy the beach. Why not? So, uh, um, and his obsession with 90s and 80s. He brings that up so often. I'm Which curious is... if that'll be like up her alley or not. Because for me, mm-hmm. I do not like the 80s and 90s. It was just like everything was crunchy and like it just it didn't look. <laughs> You're talking about the hair. The, the hair whole, yeah, like everything about yeah. the styles, everything about. I just remember yeah. like when I was growing up, we had uh, coats that were from like the thrift store and they were like the most grating. It felt like sandpaper mm. on the outside. Like they were the absolute worst. Yeah. Like it would give you a little like <laughs> rash around your wrist because yeah. it looked like yeah. bunched up part. So that's like all I could just associate with mm. 80s and 90s. Like the whole aesthetic to me is so over the top. Yeah. I, it's it's rough. Like it, it feels like 70s was solid for a fashion slash music standpoint. And then 80s was just, it what all, were we doing? Cocaine. Mostly cocaine. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say a lot of drug use. <laughs> like the amount of carpet. Like if you see the old like 80 mansions that have like the the jacuzzi and then around it is carpet i'm like who thought this was a good idea like at some point and then the 90s was just i mean maybe that's because we are 90 babies but i just i just think of grunge and flannel and that's about it yeah like crappy cars (laughs) oh really crappy boxy the things barely like you don't see cars from the 90s on the road it looks like a car that was like just brought over here from like soviet russia (laughs) like they all looked yeah yeah (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah, we had like a Volvo growing up at that time period, and that thing was legit. Like as a kid, when you I'd have to draw cars, I would just do like a box <laughs> with like box wheels. Like basically, that's what the car looked like. Um, See again, man logic, because that's very efficient of you. <laughs> also, I have no drawing abilities. So. Yeah, most <laughs> of my for Photoshop. <laughs> Most of my drawing was focused on like horses when I was young because tracks. I'm a white girl in the Midwest. That's what we do. A lot of horses. Yeah. I saw a lot of horse binders growing up Mm -hmm. as a kid. That's Mm -hmm. the thing. Um, We went completely off topic there. Like not even remotely. What what were we going to talk about? So one thing we were were going to talk about is... We had topics. I swear we 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 really do. Um, So we had talked about the way that people describe their ideal person and how we feel like that's kind of like maybe some high level guidelines, but it it's different when you're actually with the person. And I think that can be balanced too with like being clear about what type of part you partner you need. But yeah, I think there's a lot to dive into there because um, for me, I think that like once you actually meet, someone like if you're just dating, like if you're hanging out with them and spending time, they're not necessarily going to be, um, they're not necessarily going to meet all your criteria and whatever you thought. But once you're actually spending time together, you, you kind of uncover like how your dynamic actually is. There's like this shared dynamic and that's the thing you're kind of observing, not just the other person. Um, so I think, yeah, I don't know. What do you think about that? Yeah, no, I, completely agree on Unsupr- uh no surprise Shocking. there um i think i kind of view it 
the way so one of this is going to be it's going to seem like i'm going off topic but i promise i'm bringing it back in Mm -hmm. um one of our my elementary school teachers i think it was in seventh or eighth grade eighth grade yeah it was in eighth grade she had this project where you would write a letter to yourself and she would hold on to that and then mail it back to you after college i think that is the cutest thing i've ever heard um so you know it's eighth grade no 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 she would mail it to you after high school i think this is a lot of things for her to keep track of like everyone's addresses she was an amazing teacher she was amazing um so just like i remember getting that letter and what i thought i was going to accomplish in high school and what i actually did is amazing it's like not even remotely close like i thought i was gonna have uh definitely thought i'd have a bestseller book at that point um (laughs) thought i was going to like finish high school early which i kind of did but thought i was going to be like have a killer business by then like just a lot of things that are just that's not necessarily how the world works Mm -hmm. and i um i I think that happens with relationships too, where what I envisioned when I was that age is not uh, the person I'm with now, but I'm completely happy with the person I'm with now. And I think- Why are you saying it like that? It's me. I know. Well, I'm trying to be, I'm trying to be, uh, uh, whatever. I was trying to be poetic, poorly. (laughs) But I just, I think it's like, that's the thing with all the people, all the contestants on this. so I forget who, where she was describing, oh, I want him to be like six foot, six foot one. I mean, all of them and, said that. <laughs> you know, like, and they, most of the guys on the show are, it appears in their six, six-ish feet range. I mean, they're, yeah, um, they're average height but, men. <laughs> yeah. Well, average height for the U.S. is like 5'10", but, you know. Which I think is still pretty tall. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm glad I'm not 5'10". I want to know. <laughs> okay. Want to be taller than that. But um so I think that's the thing. Also, everyone uses the same generic terms. It's like, "Oh, I want this person to be uh like on the lady side, they always say financially stable or motivated mm-hmm. or was it financially literate?" It's like you don't want him to be a brokey. Like you can just say <laughs> you that. You don't want a scrub. You don't want a scrub, you know, TLC. Mhm. Um going to get no love from me. Yeah, or like the guy's always like, you know, I want someone who's beautiful. No one's going to say I want someone who's ugly. Like that's not going to be a thing. Like it's just all these things that are so broad and just it feels like fluff. Um, Just because when you're actually with that person, that's when you know if that's going to work or not. Yeah. Yeah, I just... And they've asked them quite... They asked them a few times this season. And I, I like that they're pairing them together more so they've had a lot more together meetups um than they have in previous seasons um i'm sure part of that is just the pandemic it's easier since they're already tested mm-hmm. but uh, um just hearing them describe that and then knowing what they're going to be paired with is very interesting right i just uh, feel like it's like we're going through the the early stages of the house buying process right now. And we were talking about this where it's like, uh, we have these kind of broad requirements of like how many bedrooms, how many bathrooms, what location. Mm -hmm. Um, And like, 
you know, we want a yard or things like that. But when it comes to like, do we want a split level or do we want a ranch or like, is a garage that important or whatever? Mm-hmm. All of those things are so contextual to the place that it's really hard to say, I want exactly this. But also when you get to a place and you're looking at it, there's things you wouldn't have even thought about until you're standing there and you're in it. And so I think it's like, I think there's a level of specificity that's helpful if you're saying something like, oh, I want someone who's six foot tall. It's like, why? Like, why is that important? What about like, if you say something like, I want someone who's emotionally intelligent, that's that'll take you very far (laughs) other than just having a tall like you know whatever guy next to you and Mm. so i think like those types of things are great requirements for lack of a better term to have because it actually shows that you have probably like reflected on past relationships and what hasn't worked and realized that there's a need that uh you would like to have in your next relationship right yeah plus like you might think something and then when you're i mean we've had i think this was dave and amber where he thought oh yeah as long as she's not an atheist i'm okay with it and then he ended up just you know realizing while being in a relationship oh actually i want someone who's uh religious so like i think even what you think at that point when you're actually paired with it you might feel a different way mm-hmm. and so it's just it seems uh and i but i get why they asked them i'm not you know attacking that but mm-hmm. part of me is just like you guys you have no idea what you want like no none of us really know until you're with the the person right so i just feel like experience yeah. is the best teacher so like if you haven't been like in some of these folks haven't been in like a serious relationship for a really long mm-hmm. time i think I think that sets you up to be like, well, I have these basic requirements, but I'm open to what's going to happen. I think if you've been dating, like just trying to kind of find your person that way, like really putting in the time to date for the past Mm -hmm. year, two years, then you actually probably have a very clear idea of what type of person you're looking for because you have met a lot of people with, you know, kind of that intent to see if there's a relationship that could happen. So... I don't know. I just, I just hope people don't get too caught up in like that idea of this is the type of person I need to be with because that's all kind of bullshit <laughs> like yeah. until you're actually in it and yeah. it's just that like rolling with the punches thing that I think is is so important in this because there's going to there's no way to control any of it. There's you literally are just kind of like jumping down the waterfall and like hoping it works out. <laughs> yeah definitely it's kind of a violent metaphor but (laughs) (laughs) like a fun waterfall where you don't get hurt yeah yeah like a rope one you'd see an amusement park or something yeah (laughs) um yeah i guess the a person in particular this season is virginia Mm -hmm. yeah virginia like i think she's mentioned quite a few times she wants someone who's she can bring with her to the different fun things that she does and travel with her and i wonder if part of that is uh well she kind of mentioned that she hasn't necessarily been in like a uh committed relationship in a while um but part of me wonders like if 
like have you been in a relationship with a person who isn't as uh extroverted slash party oriented like Mm -hmm. you know maybe you would actually prefer that and it seems like the person that she's paired with is not as much as in Mm -hmm. that uh in that aspect and i could see that working you know like i just just because that's what you've dated in the past or just because that's what you're familiar with that doesn't mean that it's you know as long as you and your partner have that chemistry or just are able to communicate you'll be you'll be fine you know Mm -hmm. like okay maybe she does all the partying and he doesn't he's that's not his thing so she can do it and come back or you know or vice versa whatever um i also feel though like that just from my like general experience with I think that people go through like sort of that party phase at some point in their life. And that Mm. generally happens to be like early mid twenties. And then I think you kind of grow out of it. I don't think it's, it's not something that I've seen often where it's like that carries on forever. Um, Mm. And so I wonder if she's getting kind of to the end of that phase. And if, I don't know, maybe this is one of those situations where the, the experts are pairing her with someone who they know that she's like growing to become rather than their kind of current state. But the, the trick in that is like getting the timing, right? Because maybe Virginia three years from now would be absolutely perfect for Eric and they would Mm -hmm. like totally like build a great foundation and everything. But if she's not quite out of that, like uh, wild and free young person phase, then like this, this might be rough. <laughs> like, yeah. I think people, yeah. I've read a lot of like people who are concerned about them because they just seem really different. Um, yeah. And like in particular, she has, she talks openly about her abandonment issues because of her experience with her family. And then he's like a pilot who's going to be gone a lot. So, yeah. So yeah. like, that's a little concerning. <laughs> that is, that definitely is. It. Yeah. I guess in terms of, I guess we can go into specific couples, um, but them in particular, I'm very curious to see how the, it seems like an opposites attract type pairing that they've done with them. Um, I think the, so the age difference is a factor, um, but as we've seen in previous seasons, I don't think that necessarily a person's age and their maturity doesn't always go hand in hand so but in this case i it does seem like she's more in that like party college phase Mm -hmm. um i don't think that's necessarily bad like i I, that's some things i've seen in like reddit where people are like kind of looking down on that and um i don't think that's fair either like i think it's okay to to be very outgoing and just get together oriented or whatever i i I don't think that's a bad thing necessarily um you know the drinking heavily not great not great so that's sustainable that's not yeah yeah. that's what i'm saying is i feel like that gets to a point where it's like this doesn't actually feel that good anymore and then you just kind of naturally stop yeah or just being able to to kind of pace, you know, pace yourself where like, if you like, hang, if you like hanging out with your friends, you don't necessarily have to be, you know, ridiculously drunk to do so. You can do so 
with uh, a, a beer or two and be fine. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, with them in particular, I'm very curious to see that age difference and that maturity difference, um, how that works. Um, yeah, that's, it's 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 going to be interesting. Again, I'm just uh, so anxious to actually see them together because it's just like, Ew, I, know. I don't know. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I think I'm like that with all of them at this point. It's like, let's just let's just see you guys interact. Let's see how that works. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, okay. So another topic that we have. <laughs> we're killing I this. <laughs> I should have remembered. I should have wrote this down or something. Oh, I got it. Not. I got okay. it. So another thing we wanted to talk about um, was. Chris, there's been definitely a lot of feelings. People, I've just been lurking on Reddit, basically, and um, which people... is hilarious, by the way. The Reddit community for Married at First Sight. <laughs> Shout out to the Reddit community. There's seriously like, like over thirty thousand people in that subreddit for Married at First Sight. Yeah. And if you haven't joined that group already, like I highly encourage you to, because um, mm. it's been like a good place to connect with other people what, who are like, in what this. is it called? Your like username on Reddit? Is it just called username or I, I sound mean? old, but like I see, uh, whatever name, like the names for each person who is re- responding in the thread yeah. is hilarious. Oh, to me. It's so just I think like... it's called, oh, I'm going to sound ancient too. I think it's called flair. So you have okay. your username. So like we're cup of three podcasts, like go say, hey. Um, but then you can have, I don't understand how the whole flair thing works, but they're all like related to past episodes. It's hilarious. So like, it's just like the best lines from previous seasons. Just the best. Like there's, yeah. um, can be any race as long as the dick is right, except it's the eggplant emoji. <laughs> it's hilarious. Yeah. Uh, one just yeah. says yoga teacher. <laughs> Oh, that's hilarious. I love it. I love it. <laughs> the other is ba- basic Caucasian sex. That's a, a popular one. Shout um, out to just uh, that season. The absolute it best. It's just yeah. my favorite to see. Them. <laughs> yeah. It's like deep cut. It's so good. It's so good. It's really and really like, good. and then, so a lot to kind of go off your, before I interrupted, a lot of people are kind of slandering Chris, which I get. Yeah. Um, But... Actually, I think on so this is happening for a lot of people. He's kind of grown on me a little bit more this episode, um, just because I think just seeing his family a was very interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, they seemed very, uh, very open and receptive, mm-hmm. and like they had they you could feel the love there. Um, mm-hmm. So there's that. I know. Oh, I do remember. One of our topics is going to be we can just kind of go into that now. Uh, Chris and his how close he is with his pastor. That was the thing I was introing before oh. we went on this whole tangent, hun. Oh my goodness. <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay. Well, we got there. We got there eventually. Oh um, but like that's that's interesting. I I don't like it's interesting to see how close he is and a young pastor mm-hmm. i don't think i've ever had like a pastor Mm-mm. that was my age essentially or very close to my age or peer yeah it's different you don't I, I always kind of associate um like that type of guy in a church community to be like the youth pastor who's like mm-hmm. connecting yeah. with the kids you know I don't know, yeah. I'm doing so many shoulder movements. I just, I mean, I grew up 
my family is very Christian and like grew up going to church and going to those youth group things. And um, we went to like a couple different churches like over time. So like at one point we were at like a Baptist church and that was like a very different experience than the next church we went to, which was like much larger and a little bit more modern. Um, but definitely less less experience with men who are that young being yeah. the pastor and yeah not really being in that community anymore i'm curious like how mm. i don't know i i think i just associate like a a pastor with a certain level of like maturity and life experience and i don't know if that's an unfair bias like because mm. it's really just about like you know if that's the right role for you but yeah it was yeah. it was very weird for me just based on my experience in a religious community in the past to see him like just speaking openly about like sex and his relationships and this coming marriage with his pastor who's like not that far off from his age and like just that very they're very like a they had a friendship going on he like think he might like called him a mentor or something yeah Uh, i just i don't I don't understand that dynamic very well. Because to me, it's in my experience, again, it's like the pastor is the one you're in your best behavior for. It's just like, <laughs> hello. And like, you're like very polite and stuff. Yeah, um, yeah. So the idea of talking about like regular life stuff with a pastor that openly is completely bizarre to me. But for I mean, sure. they're all different. For sure. I wonder if it's like a therapy. Like I know some people prefer their therapists be much older than them. And you have this dynamic of a you know, a, a seasoned person giving you advice mm-hmm. or other people prefer someone who is closer to their age and it feels like um, they can identify more with your experience because they themselves are going through similar things. I wonder if um, if that's a thing. Well, I, I wonder if that's the dynamic with them where it's like, hey, I know this experience because I just went through it last week as opposed to mm-hmm. back in my day <laughs> yeah, type of thing. And, like, they're both okay. Like, they're, I think there are plus pros and cons for each. Um, but, yeah, it's very, very interesting for sure. Yeah. Um, like, just the fact that they went suit sh- um, shopping together. It's just, like, that's, that's interesting. Know. But yeah. then what I thought was interesting is this, the pastor, I don't remember his name, I'm sorry, but he he said several times that his big concern about Chris going through this is that he's very picky. He used the word picky and that he's, you know, worried that he's going to have this specific vision of what his wife is supposed to be like. And if she doesn't fit that mold, then he's um, not going to like give it a fair shot. And yeah. I think that'll be something to keep an eye on, because I think the more that we saw Paige and like you know, got to know her a little bit more and understand, um, like what she's looking for and who she is. I actually feel more confident about their pairing than I did before. Um, mm-hmm. just cause I mean, we were given very select information, but, mm-hmm. um, I'm very curious to see how, I feel like they're either going to like work really well, or it's just going to be an absolute no go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I do. Yeah. Same, same. I think, there's a lot, like the even the fact that she's an accountant, from what I remember, and he is a finance manager. Like there, which I'm still curious to know what that means exactly. But, um, but like even that aspect of having someone who 
really understands the books and mm-hmm. you know someone like him who's more on the business oriented side it's just there's a lot there that could work also they both talk like they just fit like they use so many religion not religious but like it yeah. just it sounds like They're, it's the yeah. way i don't know how to phrase They're, this well no it's their phrasing i think they use yeah. certain phrases that are very things like god cultivated me on this earth to have manifest children. and you know, manifesting yeah. and this is um like stepping into my whatever I, it's mm-hmm. it's the kind of stuff that like i it, it feels a little bit pie in the sky for me <laughs> Like, yeah, well, I think it's like, uh, you know, like certain industries have the lingo and jargon and whatnot. Like, it feels like they have the jargon of mm. people who are who are uh, who go to church mm-hmm. on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. Like, I've envisioned it. I had a um, well, one manifest. She said she had a vision about this, yeah. like the previous year or so. And like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't. I guess I just don't really understand that. So I don't know what else to say besides that, but it just sounded weird to me. (laughs) Yeah, like I don't talk that way, obviously, clearly. Uh, If you've watched this at all, (laughs) you know that. But I, uh, yeah, I I do find that interesting. This is something that's a little different, uh, slightly off topic. But when they were asking, so the girls were hanging out and they were asking her and she's like, yeah, I'm Christian. Um, So little side on me like I went for my high school education I went to a seminary school so um and part of that was you do a lot of researching on you do a lot of studying not researching a lot of studying about how the different branches of like Christianity came to be but like every time I hear someone say Christian a part of me is like so are we talking Baptist are we talking Methodist are we talking Anglican are we talking Catholic like there's so much there's so many different little branches in there and and I get like if you don't know all of the different backstories about like how this came to be how Anglican came to be and all that stuff you could just say because yeah they're all in the same umbrella of Christian but I just when she said that I I felt like the person who was asking her that was trying to get like the specific branch and she just gave Christian. It's almost like saying, yeah, hey, what easier. did you study? Yeah, for sure. It's like, what did you study? Uh, art. It's like, well, did you, what type of art? Like graphic design or I studied business. What type of business? Are we talking finance? Are we talking accounting? Like, it's just, it's such a broad answer. But yeah, yeah. I, that's a me thing. I get it. Like not everyone <laughs> uses it that way. You expect an extremely specific answer to that. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Like the way um, you were like, "Hey, Baptists. We had a Baptist church. Like, all right. I now I know mm-hmm. the general tenets of baptism, like the Baptist branch. Mm-hmm. You know, or we're Jehovah's Witness, or we are um, Mormon, or whatever. Like I like you. I kind of like to have that. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, well, at the same time, though, like, since a lot of people don't have that, that depth of uh, research or like background on those things, it's probably just simpler to keep it to I'm Christian, or I'm Catholic, or I'm atheist, Mm. or whatever. And then that would be your follow up question. But for someone else, they would be like, I don't know what that means. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So Um... another thing that we were talking about with Chris, though, 
um, since we're on Kristen Page, is his whole thing about like being a six figure guy. Like he brings that up constantly. He seems uh, very concerned that his his future wife um, is going to be like after him for his money, as if she like had any control over. Like, yeah, what... that's a funny one. <laughs> I was like, honey, like no one's coming for you. It's fine. She but, has no idea who you are, so you don't have to worry about her marrying like, you for your money. She has right. no idea if you have money. So exactly. Like she's literally yeah. like just completely putting her faith in the system for this one. So like that's, hmm. anyways, but. Like we were talking about the whole six figure thing, um, because his he's got this really um, big story arc of like him going from the church to living in his car to working at a car dealership to then getting a six figure or high paying job or whatever. And as a he said six figure, yeah, six figure job as a finance manager, which again I don't I'm not sure I really understand what a finance manager does, um, but. I, I'm really curious because like the six figure range, we're talking about anywhere from 100 to 999. So like you could be making $101,000 a year, just great money. Like, don't get me wrong. That's awesome. Good for you. Mm. But that's, I don't know. It just seems like he's like very, very intent on making yeah. sure that people know that that's the bracket that he's in. And I, I kind of just find it annoying because I don't think it matters. Yeah, I mean, unfortunately, they literally have dollar signs on his like name <laughs> like, every time he talks. Um, yeah, I I guess for this though, I'm more curious on, and like I understand why he doesn't go into specifics or why they don't go into specifics on this in general. Like you know, there's well, privacy. Yeah, yeah. But like like you said, there's such a large range between, like if you're making a hundred thousand and if you're making. 350,000. We are the, we're talking completely different tax brackets here. And lifestyles. Completely different lifestyles. Um and that 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 level of uh vagueness is killing me I a little know. bit because like I kind of want to know the exact range. Mm-hmm. Like at least like with Olivia on a previous season we you could kind of look up like her job description was mm-hmm. specific enough that you could look it up and mm-hmm. have an idea of what we're talking about yeah and like to just go into like super specifics like olivia was making like what 150 ish is what we kind of estimated or like in that range i don't remember us putting a number on it but let's say for the sake of your argument 150 yeah like let yeah so we'll say that and like her lifestyle seems to be very different from chris's lifestyle so part of me goes into like is this are you spending your money responsibly because if you're making a hundred and some you know hundred ish range but you're buying all this designer clothing you can't really afford it you can't now if you're making two half a million a quarter of a million sure Mm -hmm. like you you're able to do that yeah um so that part of that kind of get to me because yeah that that's the part that makes me a little bit another person who i have that with is vincent um they just we always see the pictures of his job and he's next to all these Mm -hmm. fancy cars Mm -hmm. and he has that backstory about wanting a partner who believes in him and how his previous relationship she wanted him to have a more uh nine to five and she wanted him to have a degree a degree yeah more traditional. And I, yeah, more traditional. I'm, 
I, the feeling I was getting from that when he was describing it was a little bit more stable. And hmm. and now he's doing something that he's passionate about, but is like there's a difference between if he's passionate about it and he's making great money or if he's passionate about it and he's working to get to that point. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing that I'm having a hard time because like I could see yeah, that's just you're talking different a different situation. Yeah. Um there and it's funny my uh one of my barbers, I don't I haven't seen him in a very long time thanks to the pandemic, but he like wrote this thing on Facebook where when someone is asking you what you do, they're trying to find out how much respect to give you or something like mm-hmm. that. And um you know, I definitely this is where I get kind of libby a little bit, where I'm like, you should treat everybody the same, despite their financial bracket. But <laughs> I don't think that's a political opinion. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Maybe. I think that's yeah, like that's be a decent human. <laughs> yes, but in relationships, I mean, finances are a are, are a large factor, mm-hmm. and it's hard for me to like decide. Yeah, you know, like if Vincent is making eighty k. As opposed to 180k, we're talking very different lifestyle choices, yeah. and that's hard. Like I, I kind of want to get a range. I don't, but I don't want them to give us like here's how much. Here's his W two. I just, I don't know how to answer. I don't know, I know. how to solve this problem. I know. But I, I, I yeah, it's hard because like of course there's they're never like that's. I mean, it's their private financial information. For like sure. we, we shouldn't have that. Um, no. I think. No. I think it gets really, and I love these conversations with the couples about money because I think like there's so much to untangle there. And I talk about this all the time about like money stories and, and how um, we attach like morality to that and all that stuff. I won't go down yeah. that road, but I think like for Chris, I wouldn't be that shocked if his big financial priority is showing that he has, uh, you know, income a big income because from what he's told us and what we can see he lives in a nice apartment he's got a a closet full of like nice designer clothes he orders food a lot so that's a big expense for him he even like gave us a number a range of how much it was was like a couple thousand i think right for a month um and so knowing all of those things like you would definitely have to be in the higher range of the six figures to be able to do that and also be kind of covering your bases with saving, you know, making sure that you have your um, emergency fund, make sure that you're saving for retirement, all of the responsible person things that um, unfortunately we we have to do when we're adults. So Mm -hmm. I'm hesitant to, I don't know, I don't think that like someone who likes designer clothing and stuff is bad. Like if no, you have no. my my main thing is make sure you're taking care of yourself first that that's your first priority cuz you look out mm. for yourself. That's number 1. You make sure that you're okay longer term that Chris is looking out for 80-year-old Chris who needs a check coming in so he can support himself and has retirement. Mm. That should be your number one focus. If your number one focus is making sure that people around you are impressed by how like while you're dressed and all these different things, you're actually doing yourself a disservice because 80 year old Chris is going to have to figure some shit out, (laughs) you know? So like, that's where I get uneasy about like, 
spending patterns and stuff because it, your excess money at the end of when you're doing your budgeting, whatever, spend that on whatever the hell you want. If you just want to like, my my dad, when we were kids, like he like was very adamant that we learned like a budgeting system. And he, um, so we would get, I think like $10 every other week or something. And uh-huh. so it became very simple to break down the percentages. We even uh-huh. had this like, <laughs> it's so embarrassing, but we had this like, um, binder that had these little like zip pockets and then <laughs> so like everybody yeah. had all my sisters and i yeah. had our binder and then so you get your ten dollars it's all mm-hmm. in ones and so you put mm-hmm. so much in your savings so much in you know like all this mm-hmm. other stuff so one, one of the categories and in retrospect i don't think he understood that this label was inappropriate but he he called it blow money <laughs> which in yeah. his mind was like you can spend it on whatever you want like just blow uh-huh. it but it, it uh-huh. sounds like we were just like <laughs> Funding a drug habit that's probably 80s. The 80s. Us. It's not like it was the 80s. <laughs> so my blow money. He like I remember him making a joke about like you can literally like light this money on fire. I don't care. Like this is you do whatever you want with it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just always think of blow money, and that's really not appropriate. <laughs> yeah. But but yeah. the point being that the money in that category, whatever that amount is, you do. Mm-hmm whatever the heck you want with it if that money becomes bookmarks in your bible sure <laughs> like that's fine exactly. if it buys yeah. you know your gucci belt sure that's fine mm-hmm. it's just like just take care of your future self like plan yeah. for if something goes wrong and so that you can take care of yourself and make good choices for yourself that's just i could rant about this forever and ever i just i hope yeah. that that's the case for him and with vincent i think um I, I worry a little bit the way he talks about like his entrepreneurship and everything that it's really much more about like feeling like he's following his passion and like kind of more on the like emotion side of it and like I hope that's not too unfair but I think there's ways to like have a larger goal for where you want your career to be that would be fulfilling for yeah. you while also sure. making sure you're covering your bases to my previous 50 points about <laughs> taking care of yourself so like yeah. If it means you're working two jobs for a little bit, that's cool. If it means that, um, you know, you're just figuring it out, that's cool. But mm-hmm. I like the whole idea of, and I'm not saying he's doing this, but like, oh, I don't like my job, so I'm going to quit and, you know, pursue my dream career tomorrow. Like that, yeah. to me, that's just like, that's like the a movie plot. That's not how real life works. <laughs> well, yes, yes. But also, like plenty of people do it, right? Like, I guess... So kind of on your point, I I agree, like the money stories, what you tell yourself, your relationship with money is it's different for each person. And I think, I think that's why I'm curious to know the exact dollar or like the range, because, you know, it's possible, like you said, it's possible that Chris is in the, you know, he's maybe he's making half a million a year. Mm -hmm he's he's able to buy these designer clothing and still save like you said mm-hmm. or i mean we watched uh some great british bake-off uh some we've been kind of marathoning through that some older seasons such a good show and mary berry has a hermes belt and under um, her little bomber know, jacket and her bomber jacket which i'm <laughs> sure is like very designer and okay like yeah that belt is six thousand but she's worth half a billion like that's to her that is a very small amount of money Mm -hmm. if i was to buy that belt (laughs) 
that is a significant amount of my income. I'm just imagining so, like, you wearing that belt with you. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, the level of, like, that means that's, like, a maturity thing at that point. Like, if I was buying something that I could not afford, that's a maturity conversation or that's a, a, a conversation about priorities. And that's a very different person than, like, a person who can afford it and is just high enough income. Mm -hmm. So like with him in particular, I, I want to, like you're saying, I want to believe that he's saving and doing his, the important things, Yeah. but it's hard for me to see. It's hard for me not to judge I and know. be like, Oh, you're spending more than you have. And like, that's the thing with athletes, like with people like you'll see certain athletes who, yeah, on paper, they're announced they're, their contract, especially in American American football, whereas like on paper the contract is a hundred million, but five of it is guaranteed, or fifteen of it is guaranteed. If you spend money like you have that a hundred million, mm. you're not being responsible because really what you have is that guaranteed money. So spend according to that guaranteed money. Mm -hmm. That's a completely different mindset. And like whether it was Bennett and Olivia, whether that was. Um, uh, sorry, Bennett and Olivia. If it was Amelia and Brett and Olivia, <laughs> I could Brett and the crap yeah, out I know because it's Bennett and Amelia. They have similar Bennett names. and Amelia. But like that was the conversation with them. Like him, he was pursuing his passion. Like the thing you mentioned about some people leave their job. Like that was him. He was mm -hmm. he wasn't making. I don't uh, think he ever decision. had like a standard job. It sounds like he was always kind of like hobbling together a lot of odd jobs, but. Yeah. But again, yeah. like his I, like his standard of living was a little bit lower, so I think it made sense for him at the time. And even if it didn't, like I don't you know, I don't put morality I don't associate that with money. I so don't judge, like, man. <laughs> I don't judge. So like if he was if he should have been making more and he didn't and wanted to pursue something that had higher upside in the future, I'm fine with that. Like it's fine, but mm -hmm that's a different conversation in terms of a relationship and yes yes and when vincent to go back to him when he says i need somebody to believe in me like if you're saying that and you're making less than minimum wage that's a different conversation than i need somebody to believe in me but i'm a multi-millionaire it just is like mm -hmm. you're saying the exact same thing but it's a very different yeah, situation because it's not like a like, oh, you're a quality person or not. It's like you're now a partnership and you rely on each other. And so as a team, I think you have to find your way, your ways to pull your weight in whatever way you can agree on. So it might not be money. If Brianna, she's an engineer, she's like, uh, she just, she seems like she's kind of in a different um, level work-wise. So it, mm. it could be that she makes more than him right now. And it could be that they have a conversation like, okay, it's not just money that like we, uh, you know, have to add value to each other in this partnership. Maybe mm. he picks up more of like the, the household stuff, or maybe there's like some, some way to divide things up where like, it kind of makes sense where it's not, um, I don't know, like that, that's all, up to each individual couple. I'm just, right. uh, you were kind of saying this before about like wondering about how she would perceive his work and maybe financial situation. And yeah. without really knowing 
a lot of the details of like kind of where he is like it's so incredibly vague like understandably i get like there's a lot of privacy things with this where like Hmm. it's hard to dance around these things because we can never be like oh he's like talking like this but he's actually doing okay like we know the numbers um but like this season in particular and maybe it just it feels like the income ranges are very vague because of vincent and chris i think Mm -hmm. Like, in previous seasons, you kind of had a, an inkling of what they were making. Mm-hmm. You know, like, with Kate from... Um, from Luke and partner? Kate? From Luke and Kate. Like, a social media marketer or specialist. Like, I have... I've worked with people who are, have that title. I have an idea of what they're talking about financially. Or a, even AJ, for example, where, like... We kind of had an idea of the money he was making, mm-hmm. and I just I think that plays a big factor. And this season in particular, we just don't know that. Now, of course, we've got plenty of episodes to go, so we oh, might learn that. I know. Um, so yeah, that that was really it. I'm sure. Yeah. Ho- hopefully, we discover more. So um, another topic that while we're watching this, kind of came up was the concept of locker talk or um the conversations that happen when it's a group of guys or a group of girls gals um (laughs) gals as they say uh like the difference between those conversations and when that person is actually with their partner um so on the guy's side there was a lot of talk about like you know, sex and whether or not, and this happens every season to, mm-hmm. to kind of explain that, but of like, oh, are you going to go for it on the first on the honeymoon? Da, 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 da. Like that felt very much like a locker room conversation. And I know, um, uh, I don't, cause sometimes when people say locker room, they mean it in like a very demeaning way and the way they talk about the other people, like not that sense but i think there's just a very different energy in that conversation than when you were with a person and maybe it's similar to the earlier topic we had of what you have in your mind or what you have on paper is different when you actually meet your person Mm -hmm. but yeah and on the lady side there was a lot of it was a very sex focused conversation Mm -hmm. and um and i appreciate how comfortable they were and having that conversation but it just part of me was like you're not gonna actually talk like this to your actual partner like when you're with them it's gonna be a very different conversation it's not gonna be this like aggressive this uh (laughs) this straight shot straight shooting it's gonna be a little bit more measured because it always is like this you care about that person you want to you know broach the conversation in a in a meaningful way Mm -hmm. it's not going to be that way Um, i mean yes but that's also i think kind of human nature (laughs) i think this is like Mm -hmm. i think when um like with this group of women for example Mm -hmm. um i think as a woman myself i don't don't know how i was going to lead into that but that was what your point was going to be? <laughs> As a lady. No. I, I'm just thinking of like times that I've been in groups of women. Um, I think it can 
sometimes the conversation can get in a way about sex where it's like everyone basically wants to prove that they're not like a prude or inexperienced or awkward about or don't want to talk about sex. So it's like, I think a lot of people kind of buzz to that topic really quickly just to be like, yeah, I have sex and I'd like to talk about it, like just to make sure everybody knows that they're like a mature, progressive woman. Um, And I, I understand that impulse because it's just like, you just don't want everyone's just insecure. Like that's just how it is. And, and so I think we see that in, we saw that from like the girls talking about um, sex and like what they like are kind of looking for with their partners, what their expectations are. And I think Mm -hmm. we, also get that with the guys where it's like well like are you gonna try to go for it right away and it's like of course everyone's gonna be like i don't know i guess we'll see and like try to be all coy like i don't know like i've got moves you Mm -hmm. know and they just everyone's gonna talk themselves up or like allude to being this like uh Mm -hmm. you know super awesome sexual partner (laughs) because like why wouldn't you (laughs) But yeah, like you're you're yeah. totally right. Like in the actual context of one person being with their partner, of course that's going to be completely different because it's yeah. very vulnerable. Like you're not you're like hoping mm-hmm. they accept you that you're compatible. Like all these different things. So it's mm-hmm. it, it's funny though because it's such a pattern that we see every season. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or like, oh man, like barbershop talk where like two guys are or there's a group of guys and one guy will say one story and be like oh man i would never let my woman talk to me like that and then like you cut to him and his woman and he's just like yes honey yeah (laughs) like it's just like it's hilarious to me the level of like um i think the i think that it's a saying here too but like in nigeria they'd be like the guy has bass in his voice like he's saying it with his chest to quote Mm. um fudge what's his name uh, say it with your chest. Say it with your chest. Kevin Hart, like like everyone is talking with the level of like confidence and bravo and bravado that like like you just you don't really. And if you did do that with your partner, you'd be a dick. You'd be an asshole. Yeah, they take so, you like, out it's so like, fast. Yeah, yeah, and just I I find that or another great example is like the way people talk on social media or Twitter or whatever about their what they're looking for in a relationship. Mm-hmm. And then when they're actually in the relationship, Mm -hmm. like, it is the funniest thing to me. Mm -hmm. Like, I can tell my friends that are single where they'll be like, you know, like, these ladies, you guys have to bring something to the table. You just can't keep on saying you want this, this, and this. And then when he's, like, in a relationship, it's just, like, lovey-dovey post (laughs) after lovey-dovey post after lovey-dovey post. And it's fine. Like, everyone goes through that. But um, it's really, really funny to see. And... (laughs) It reminds me of those videos of like dogs that are like a two dogs and like there's a fence between them and they're both just like barking furiously at each other and then they like someone opens the gate and suddenly they're just like oh hey what's up like <laughs> uh, I had no intention of fighting <laughs> I just needed to keep up appearances <laughs> it's just humans exactly exactly <laughs> I think we all do that in our own way but. I don't know. I think it's just like not um, like being aware of it and trying not to like think that the way that you talk about stuff with your friends is the same as how you have to act around your partner because that's there's going to be a mismatch there. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, also like you can talk around your there's also the other side of that of like you don't have to play the Mr. 
tough guy around your friends either like you can just be yourself i hate when people mm-hmm. say that but <laughs> be like yourself be yourself um yeah because there's a confidence in that where mm-hmm. you don't have to tell everyone who you are because you just are who you are yeah you know yeah. like if you're not insecure about like if you're i don't know sexy enough or sexual enough you don't have to brag about it and tell all these stories and like throw out all these things so that people hopefully think that you know right. so right. There's like a quiet confidence that I think starts to wear that down. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I think I keep on giving examples of this, but I remember like in, in college, there was, you know, like you're in a group of guys and you're at the bar or something and it'd be like, oh, I'm going to talk to her and get that number. I'm just, and then like, you don't see the person do it. Or if he does go over to talk to her, it is the most like, uh, so what do you think about this music? Like, it's like the least... It's mm-hmm. like the way he talks it up. And I get it. Like I I uh I have done that in times too where it's like, you know, I'm just going to go over there. I'm just going to, you know, I'm just going to let her know. Just let her know what a, you know, be myself. And then you go over there and you're like, so uh, you dropped your napkin. I just wanted to give it back to I you. Just, Goodbye. Oh, uh, <laughs> uh, hi. Um, just want to say hi. Um, so and yeah, I think that's I mean, the thing. I get it. Um, it's scary to hit on girls. I get it. It's uh, not necessarily, not at then this point. Like hit on it, me like, now, bro. Just <laughs> <laughs> I just I think as a teenager for sure. It, whatever. It's everyone wants to be liked, and and whatnot. So yeah, I, I think that's definitely with Chris in particular. I think sometimes that I get that aura from him mm-hmm. where like I think he's very different when he's actually with a per- his partner. Yeah. Than what he's saying, like a lot of the stuff about, oh, we gotta look good, we gotta this, this, this. Like, he got engaged in a few months, so like, he met his previous relationship. He mm-hmm. met that person, fell head over heels. Like that is a very different personality type than, you know, I'm just a brand. I need to maintain my, you know, these these ladies come in and out. Like that's a very different. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Personality, and I think a lot of people who are judging him or have a, a low opinion on him because of what he's saying now i'm like i don't think he's actually that way around his people hmm. and uh i think him in particular i could see this being very different when he's actually with his person i know which is um, why i'm so fascinated to see yeah. him and Paige together because yeah. ooh, i think it's just it'll work or it won't and, yeah. and I think what you're talking about, too, is really interesting because it's like that difference between how we think of and describe ourselves versus what our very clear and obvious actions have been over time. Right. So, like, obviously, with these folks, this is the first time we're meeting them and we're just getting, like, bits of information. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I think about, like, just people I know in my personal life who like the way that they would describe themselves is very different than how I perceive them because I've known Mm -hmm. them and like seen how they act in different situations and all these things. And I think there's Mm -hmm. always naturally a bit of a difference there just because your own experience of living in your world and in your body and your brain going through Mm -hmm. the world is there's always going to be a bit of a like translation between that how you perceive it how you describe it and then how others perceive it yeah yeah it's like another example i'm just throwing examples <laughs> of this left and right but it's like mcdonald's when you go through their drive-thru and you see what the burger 
they show you it's going to look like, and then when you actually get the burger, it looks very different. It's not as fluffy and as, like, perfectly stacked. You know, but, I just. But I think... when you think about McDonald's, you think about that picture. You don't think about the last burger that you had that had, like, half a piece of wilted lettuce. Exactly. See? Yeah. That's why marketing yeah. is so important. Yeah, onto, our next, like the... onto our next tangent about why marketing is so powerful. Oh, for sure. Very, <laughs> very, very important. Or like the Peloton, like Peloton bikes oh where God. like they're always in like the most luxurious location. Like I'm like, why would you have this in your front? Floor to ceiling windows. Room? And then it's like floor to ceiling. <laughs> yeah. And like, like in reality, what, it, what it's actually going to be in is like your basement. There's like clothes stacked over yeah, it. It's not a finished basement. Like your yeah. kid's old playset is behind you. <laughs> exactly exactly and i get like part of it is like you're trying to you're selling a lifestyle not necessarily just a product oh yeah I mean, it's apple aspirational is no, is, yeah apple is notorious for this but um <laughs> i said aspirational not apple i <laughs> know uh, i know oh. but i'm saying apple <laughs> okay. is uh, yeah yeah okay. i heard you <laughs> okay We're uh, good. android for life um but yeah like they're notorious for this and it's like the, those AirPods back when they came out new. You get so like, mad mm. about AirPods. Because just mm. <laughs> they're cheaper alternatives that sound better. If anyone has questions about AirPod alternatives, Agu probably could write a whole thesis about what other ones Watch, you could use and why. Definitely never going to get sponsored by Apple after this I don't think that was ever a worry of ours. <laughs> no, not really. Not really. Not really. Okay. Well, I also want to talk about, last but not least, um, the whole blindfold thing. So the way they had cut the promo, it made it seem like this was a thing the show had put on. But we now learned that this yep. is something that, um, oh, Ryan, that's his name. Ryan specifically wanted to do with Clara because um, he wanted to have that like physical touch and connection before they actually saw each other. And especially with like pandemic times where everyone's like has to be, you know, apart and all these things um, that that he thought that would be important. So I thought that was interesting. It it also seemed yeah. like it might have added some extra stress, though. Definitely. I think this was one of those things that on paper is amazing. And then when you're actually watching it. You're like, because she was nervous, rightfully so. Mm -hmm. um, she was freaking out. Like, I, I felt bad for out. her. She was, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, she's kind of focusing on the little things because she's so worried. And I, I totally get that. This is a stressful That's what That situation. would be me. <laughs> yeah. That would be me. Um, and so then adding the layer of blindfolding and then you're walking blindfolded and all the stuff. I think that added a little bit of pressure and stress. Mm -hmm. Um, but the idea of it is uh, amazing. Like I get like, okay, we're going to see each other for the first time that like, I get it. I really do. And I think I appreciate that he considered it and thought it and, and suggested it. And even his, uh, his letter to her, it was really sweet. Is, it seemed, yeah. Like she was like, she was bawling. The mom was like, he's the best already. I've never met him. I already like him. Like, it's just... And mom was, like, on the fence before. Like, this is what course, always happens. Yeah. The parents are like, I don't know. We could get anyone. And then they meet them literally after, like, 20 minutes of being mm -hmm. around this person. And they're just like, yep. They're like, it's great. They're perfect. I'm like, yeah. what? <laughs> like, yeah. it's such You a... can have my daughter slash son. It's fine. You seem yeah. solid. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. 
I could, I understood his logic about the whole, like, being able to hold hands before. I think Mm -hmm. it just, maybe it's just the way that they cut it, but it felt just a little awkward because they're, they're standing there and everyone's just kind of like quiet. And it felt like she didn't really know, like, how long it was going to happen, like if she should say something. So there was just kind of like the nervous thing of like, oh, sorry, my hands are sweaty. I don't know which of them said that, but... It just yeah. seemed like like it kind of added in more uncertainty, just like how it actually yeah. played out, not like um, like what I think his intention for the moment was. Right. Where I think maybe if it's like, I think about when like in a traditional wedding in a, the United States, at least when you have the first look between the, the bride and the groom. And so sometimes they'll have like these cute pictures of like, oh, you're on, they're each on like on one side of the door and then they hold hands around the corner or something. So like you have that moment where you're kind of holding hands before you see each other all dressed up and looking Uh gorgeous. Um, So like, I feel like that's maybe what he was trying to emulate. And I think those moments are really great because they're very private. And there's also an intimacy that's already been established between those two people. I think when it's two strangers and you're holding hands and like, you know that, a bunch of people are watching you, but you can't see them. You don't know what the venue space looks like. Exactly. You don't know what the officiant looks like. Like that's so many things. And I don't, yeah. I'm not trying to criticize him because I think it was a really, really sweet and thoughtful idea. But I think the mm-hmm. actual way it played out probably wasn't exactly what he was after. So I'm curious what like, I mean, obviously yeah. we see like the microsecond after they take off their blindfolds, but um, I want to see how that goes. If like, yeah, if that kind of did what he thought it did. Yeah. Also, like when I think about it, some of the best moments we've had on the show is the groom or the bride seeing each other for the first time when they're walking down yes. the aisle. Yes. Like I think specifically of Zach and Mindy. Like that was the one time they looked like a real couple that was going to work. <laughs> the one and only just, time. <laughs> you know, like she's walking down and he like does the wink at her, and I'm just like. Oh, this is gonna work. It did not. It was a train wreck. Didn't work. But they looked good I though think, for that day. <laughs> oh, they, they looked amazing for that day, mm-hmm. and um, and I think we're not going to experience that with them. Um, and I another Amelia and Bennett nailed it. I got it. Woo! Yay! Amelia and Bennett, like we're. When she was coming down, of course, he recognized her, so that was part of it. Mm-hmm. But, like, his, like, relief when he saw her of, like, oh, this is going to the work. The sweetest moment. Like, if you took that away by adding blindfolds, blindfolds mm-hmm. like, you're, you're, you're taking something away from there. Mm-hmm. So, and I, I feel like we're going to keep on, like, saying we understand, we understand. So, yes, I understand why he did it. I think it's a great idea. For my job, I constantly get to, like, throw out ideas and then test to see if it works or not so this is no shade for me like i i am an ideas person so i totally get that but i just i don't think it it executed as well yeah it's too bad it didn't maybe do what he thought it would but she also might be into it i don't know like we don't see her reaction and that's all that really matters it's like Hmm. was she into it but yeah yeah i don't know yeah and you're right the way they cut it in the trailer of like making it seem like it was their thing which i get it like you have the footage do what you got to do with it for the trailer Mm -hmm. um but that was very interesting to see like oh no it was actually his idea Mm -hmm. um 
also their their letters to each other it was very like his was heartfelt hers was kind of funny mm-hmm. and like i think i like it, that they do that yeah they do it's the little gifts. touch I, it's a really really good touch yeah i was like what would i do because <laughs> it there's so much writing mm-hmm. on that but that's your very 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 first impression mm-hmm. that you're giving so yeah. like what do you even yeah what I do you mean, even do with that people who go on the show next just do what ryan did because clearly it worked like she was in tears um yeah yeah and i think especially for the guy's perspective like we've seen it in previous seasons where they've gone very jokey like aj he went very jokey with his and like how they're gonna drink tequila shots and like i i i am also a jokey person so that would technically be my instinct but i think the times that they've been heartfelt, it's been better received mm-hmm. in this. Mm-hmm. So, for at least for the guy's perspective. Now, yeah. So, at least from, like, what, yeah, if you're writing your partner and you're the guy. Yeah. I think, heartfelt I think showing some vulnerability and showing that you're serious and that you're mm-hmm. there for them. Like, those would be the, I think that would be my instinct of, like. Women eat that shit up. Wow. <laughs> It's true. Wow. <laughs> Those are just like normal good things for a relationship. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Cool. No, I'm kidding. I'm <laughs> kidding. But yeah, no, I. it's definitely, like you said, you're being vulnerable and it makes it feel real. Like you're not in this because I think that's the fear for everyone that's on this show is mm-hmm. you're in this because it's a reality TV show. Mm-hmm. So reading that letter, like it, it's at least from what we saw, it seemed like, oh, no, he he wants to find his person. Yeah. That's comforting. Yeah. For sure. For sure. Right. Um, I'm going to... I can't think of anything else. There are some couples that we didn't really touch upon that much. Um, I think we'll be able to dig into them more once we see them together. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, yeah. the next episode should be, like... All of the weddings and seeing everyone with their families mm-hmm. yeah. and the first impressions and all of that. So mm-hmm. um, I think that'll be a little bit easier to talk through because then we actually see what chemistry is or isn't there and like what sure. what things are coming up. So I'm interested to see how that goes. We'll see. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. And this is turning out to be a very interesting season so far. Um, I'm curious to see how honeymoons work. Mm-hmm. And also, That's like, where they're going for honeymoons. Because, like, we're, we're still in pandemic times, so. Yeah, but there's some countries. Like, they could go to Me- Mexico. Hasn't closed their border, I don't think. I'm just during... saying, just because something isn't yeah. closed doesn't mean it's responsible <laughs> to go there. I mean, maybe they charter, like, a private flight for all of them and fly them down there. Oh. And I guess we'll yeah. see. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Raven is. Uh... Raven just uh, made a guest appearance here. Raven, what do you think about Married at First Sight? She's. No, oh, she's just hungry. No, she... Okay. Okay, that tracks. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks everyone for joining us. Um, we yeah. know this has kind of been a weird episode, so <laughs> thanks for hanging in there. Um, yeah. Please go join us on Instagram. We are Cup of Three Podcast. We post there whenever we have a new episode that's up. Um, we like to, you know, post some memes, some gifts from the episode. So like, there's a lot of fun <laughs> stuff there. It's my favorite thing to do is just make a lot of memes, make jokes. Um, 
if you are just listening to this on your podcast app, just so you know, we are also on YouTube, so you can see like the video recordings of this. If you see us on YouTube, you can also just listen to us on your favorite podcast app. So go check us out. <laughs> go do both, please. Go, go do both. Go follow us. We're we're around. Um, so yeah, stay tuned for next week. We'll be covering the whatever the next episode is um, for the weddings. And yeah, in the meantime, everyone have a good week. We will talk to you soon. Bye. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.